Hey, everybody, welcome to the Addiction Unlimited podcast, where you get to learn everything you want to know about addiction and recovery. I'm your host, Angela Pugh, co-founder of Kansas City Recovery, life coach, and recovering alcoholic. To learn more about me, you can listen to episode zero on your podcast app or find us on the web at addictionunlimited.com. Hello, my friends. Welcome to episode number 190 of the Addiction Unlimited podcast. I'm your coach, Angela Pugh, life coach, recovering alcoholic, entrepreneur. If you like any of those things, all of those things, then you're in the right place because that's what we're talking about around here. I have a couple of things happening, okay? (laughs) One is the gift guide. So I started this last year. I did a gift guide for sober people, right? Because so many of our family members and whatever, like nobody knows what to get us. And I think too, sometimes people want to get us something that honors the choice that we've made and to let us know that they love and support us and they love the sober version of us and they want to be supportive. But what the heck do you get somebody, right? And a lot of people also don't know everything that's out there that's available. So last year, I did this gift guide And it was really fun. And some of the gifts are, you know, have like sober sayings and some don't at all, you know, more lifestyle type of things. And it was so fun last year. I decided to do it again this year. And boy, did I amp it up. Okay. (laughs) This year's gift guide has turned into a whole different being, my friends, but it's incredible. I'm so excited about it. I've been working so hard on it. Sober gifts. I mean, it's mugs, it's shirts, it's lifestyle stuff. It's for boys, girls. It's for every level of privacy. You know, you hear me say this all the time. Not everybody is going to get sober and start a damn podcast about it, okay? Like, I get that. (laughs) You're not all like, I'm running around in my sober AF hat and my t-shirts that say sober girl and sober everything else. Like, I am out and proud. I know everybody else is not like that, right? So I have gifts on this gift guide that fit every situation, every lifestyle, every everything. And some of my most favorite gifts that I love to give are on this gift guide list, whatever. And (laughs) I'm just super excited about it. I'm stumbling over my words because I'm so freaking excited about this thing. And it's getting ready to come out. I'm also doing an incredible Cyber Monday deal that is exclusively for my inner circle people. So you better be either in the Facebook group and or on my email list because this is honestly the coolest bundle I have ever done. And it's only going out to my list in the Facebook group. Like there's no way I could put it out to, you know, everybody, the whole Addiction Unlimited stratosphere. 
because it's big and it's a lot and I don't have that many hours in a day. <laughs> so this is truly going to the inner circle. If you're not in the Facebook group, if you're not on the email list, you will want to get to one or both of those places. And you can get on the email list through the Facebook group too, you guys. It's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash addiction unlimited. And when you join the group, I ask you for your email. I do that for a few reasons. And let me just take this moment also to say thank you to everyone who actually gives their email and answers the questions. Like, you have no idea how much I appreciate that. I try so hard to keep our Facebook group a very safe space. And this is just one of the ways, like having a couple of questions when you join is just one of the ways for me that I can verify that you're a real person, that your page is real, and you're an active person on Facebook, that you're not a spammer or a fake profile, right? Like you have to do these things to keep our community safe. So to everybody that actually pays attention, answers the questions and gives the email, thank you so much. I love you (laughs) because this is a very nerve wracking thing for me to always have to question. Like, I don't know if this person is legit. I don't know if this profile is real. I don't know if this person's going to pop up in the group and spam our group or put links or be mean or unkind. I mean, it's nerve wracking. So thank you. I love you guys for actually doing that. The whole point of that long rant was (laughs) if you join the Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash addiction unlimited, you can give your email then. And so you'll be on the list. You will get the gift guide. You will get the Cyber Monday deal. Like this is fantastic. I've never done the Cyber Monday deal before. And I put together a really great bundle for that. And I'm doing gift cards this year. So if you want to buy somebody a gift card for like our membership site, you know, you can buy somebody a gift membership to Sober Society. Like what a freaking cool gift. Or you can buy somebody a coaching session if you want, or whatever. I'm doing gift cards. I've never done that before either. So this season is so exciting. Not only is it my favorite time of year, but I'm really just going all out with the gift guide, the Cyber Monday bundle, and it's going to be incredible. (laughs) So facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash addiction unlimited that gets you in the inner circle. And I post all kinds of stuff in the Facebook group too. We we have an incredible community, so you'll want to be a part of that anyway. But that's the gift guide, okay? The next thing I wanted to touch on is I think I shared with you guys a couple of weeks ago that I was doing this 21-day meditation. It's a Deepak Chopra thing. Uh, He has a lot of these 21-day meditations on his website. So I was doing this 21-day, and I got to tell you guys, I really struggled. Like, it was hard doing the 21 days, and I didn't do it perfectly, but I really came up against some major mindset obstacles, you know, to stay committed to something for 21 days. Like, there were days that I wanted to stop, and I did miss a few days, but here's the thing. I didn't quit. 
And that's the biggest thing for me because that has been a struggle. You've probably heard me talk about it on this podcast before. That has been a struggle for me most of my life is quitting things. Like I am by nature, I am lazy. I want to lounge around. I want to watch television. I want to cuddle my dog. Like I'm lazy. Okay. (laughs) So when something becomes difficult or it comes to where I have to get my lazy buns up and follow through on something, those are challenging moments for me. Obviously, I'm much better now than I used to be because I've been working on this. I've been in this self-help personal development game for 15 years. So I would hope I'm better today than when I started for sure. But I was so surprised. Like, I think part of me thought doing this 21-day meditation, part of me was like, oh, it's 21 days. Like, that's not a big deal. You know, I've been sober coming up. I'll be 16 in January. I've been sober a long time and have done that and continue to show up for myself and take care of myself. I've been on this fitness thing for two years now, and I've really crushed it with my fitness journey. Like 21 days will be a breeze. I think there was part of me that thought that. That was not the case. (laughs) And I think there's a lot of reasons for it. But I was really fighting with my head telling me to stop and telling me it's okay to stop. But I knew I didn't want to stop. So I kept going (laughs) because I I was always a quitter. Like that was my old behavior, right? That was my unhealthy behavior. Part of it was quitting. I quit everything when I was young. The second something was difficult or uncomfortable, I didn't want to do it anymore. And I remember even as a little kid, I wanted to do gymnastics. If my mom listens to this, she'll probably crack up. But I wanted to do gymnastics because I wanted to be like all the girls in the Olympics, right? Like flipping around and flying through the air. And I don't know what I thought. I don't know if I thought I was just going to show up and they were going to say, do it like this, and I would magically be able to do it. Maybe that's what I thought. I don't know. (laughs) But... The moment I realized that I was not going to be flipping around and flying through the air at the end of my first class, I didn't want to do it anymore because it was hard and I didn't want something to be hard. I just wanted to be able to do it. I think I did the same thing with dance. Like I kind of remember when I was a little kid, like maybe I did a dance class or something, but literally it would have been like one because I quit everything. It's like I want the skills, but I don't want to put in the time and energy and practice to develop the skills. I just want everything through magic. You know, I don't want to have to actually do anything because I'm lazy. I don't want to have to sacrifice to do anything. It's probably a lot of the reason I don't play piano. I love piano. I'm obsessed with piano. I love that music and symphony. And I would love to be able to play the piano, but I don't have the thing to sit there and practice all the time to do it, to be able to play the piano. As I'm doing this meditation, I caught myself getting hung up 
on those same things, like wanting to quit, like the commitment of it, the dedication of it, like it just made me mad. <laughs> That's all. It just made me mad. And and I didn't want to follow through. But luckily, I am not a quitter anymore. And I could talk myself into it. It was also hard, like when I missed one day, like one day, I thought, because for me, I need to do things in the morning, right? I'm at my best in the morning. So all of my most challenging things I put in the morning because that's when I'm on top of my game. My energy is the best. I'm happiest. I love super early morning. So I would do meditation, of course, makes sense in the morning. And there's a writing component and the meditation component. So one day I was like, okay, I'm going to do the writing part and then I need to get to these other things. So I'll come back and do the actual meditation part later today. And then of course I didn't because I get too busy, especially once the rest of the world wakes up. My phone is blowing up. I've got clients. I've got, you know, a hundred emails an hour, not really, but I do get a lot of email. So, you know, when the rest of the world is active, then my time gets taken very, very quickly and I can't come back to things. Same reason I go to the gym in the morning, right? I have to do those super important things first thing. So I told myself, I'll come back and meditate later. And I didn't. Well, once I had skipped that day or missed that day, then my head really kicked into high gear. And was like, you know what? F this. You've already effed it up. You missed a day. Like, just bail on this. This is stupid. Like, it doesn't, you don't have to prove anything to yourself that you can follow through with this 21 days. Like, this is dumb. You don't have to do this. Like, I reverted right back to all that old way of thinking. So I did get through it. I did talk myself into getting back on the horse. And <laughs> I did finish. But it was a struggle, you guys, and I was kind of surprised that it was a struggle. And it also made me think about my workout journey too because that was the first deal I made with myself when I went to my first class when I was like, okay, I have to make some changes. And I went to my first exercise class. The only agreement I made with myself was if you start a class, you finish it. There's no leaving early. I could sit down and take breaks and take a breather and drink water and whatever, however much I needed to, but I could not quit and leave early. And that's what I told myself with this meditation. Do not quit. It doesn't matter if you miss a day here and there. And I think I did. In total, I think I had four days that I missed and Two of them were back to back at the very end of it. And that made it hard too, because I was already at the end and I had screwed up two days. So all those thoughts were coming in like, F this, it's no big deal. You almost made it. Like, who cares? And I really had to talk myself through it. You're probably wondering why the heck we're talking about all this right now, but let me tell you, because I want you to get your mind set in the right place going into this holiday season. I don't want you to quit. I don't want you to give up on your sober journey because things are probably about to get hard and a little uncomfortable. Holidays are really, really hard, but when you want 
to change or accomplish something, it takes dedication, commitment, and sacrifice. I'm going to have to sacrifice something, right? Whether it's time with my family or giving up an hour of television so I can put that time and energy into whatever I'm trying to do, whatever I'm trying to change or achieve. There is sacrifice. I don't always get to go do all the things with my family. I would love to do all the things, but there are plenty of times that I have to decline those invitations because I have other things happening. I have things that I'm committed to. What we're talking about is quitting. And when you should quit, (laughs) when you should give up on something, because sometimes it's okay to quit things. Like you really have to question a quality of life, right? There are things I have tried in the past that were maybe a little too rigid or even friends that I've made and maybe a few times hanging out, having some coffee, sharing a couple of meals, realizing, you know what, I don't think this is actually the healthiest person for me. I don't think that we're in the same place, doing the same thing, approaching life the same way, right? So there are times that it is appropriate to stop doing things, but I want you to be really clear with your recovery don't quit. Don't quit when things get uncomfortable. One of the reasons I fell in love with recovery so quickly in my sobriety was because it was the first thing I had ever been committed to other than drinking. I was a hundred percent committed to my drinking. I would do it no matter who I hurt, no matter what sacrifice I had to make. I didn't care about not spending time with my family when I was drinking, right? I didn't care about that. That sacrifice didn't bother me then. But when it comes to getting sober, this is something I hear a lot. Oh, I can't take time away from my family. When we're drinking, we sacrifice everything. I was all in with alcohol. I was willing to sacrifice jobs, money, friends, my integrity. (laughs) You know, I gave it all up for alcohol. And that was the only thing I had ever been committed to until I got sober. And once I was in that recovery and I saw myself showing up every day and I saw myself doing it and following through and being serious about it, then I got to see a different side of myself. I saw that I was capable of doing something and being committed to it and following through. And I had never done that before. I got so freaking excited about it. And also, I was seeing the results. I was definitely seeing the results of feeling better and getting my energy back and feeling proud of myself. I loved that. And before that, in my head, I was a quitter. That's the story I told myself. I couldn't join things because I knew I was a quitter. I couldn't be a part of things because I knew I wasn't dependable. I knew I would stop showing up. But recovery was different. I did it. I showed up for myself every single day. I did a whole bunch of things every single day that were uncomfortable. 
and a bunch of things I didn't particularly want to do. (laughs) And a bunch of things that, quite frankly, I thought were kind of silly. But let me tell you, when I say things I didn't want to do, like, listen, 90% of my life is things I don't want to do because really I want to lay on the couch with my dog and binge watch TV my whole life. Like that's what I want to do. So when I've got to scrape myself up off the couch (laughs) and do something productive, that doesn't necessarily come naturally to me. You know, it's like uh, that has taken a lot of work to become the person that can do that because my default mode is very lazy. But I did all the things, even when I thought they were silly. I did them because I was committed I was also smart enough to understand that I didn't know what the heck I was doing and I needed to follow the guidance of people who were already successful at it. So I did what they suggested and it worked. You know, one of the things I think can be a huge problem for those of us with addiction is people with addiction are very, very smart and it can be a problem. We're stubborn. We can definitely be hard to get along with. We always think we know better. And being super smart can really get in the way because you can tell yourself, like, you think you don't have to do all the silly things. I don't have to do that. Well, that doesn't apply to me. You decide something silly or doesn't apply to you or that you're not that bad, so you don't have to do all of that. And you give yourself permission to kind of half-ass it. Truly smart people are also humble. And you know that you will accomplish more with guidance. And we're willing to learn from everyone. And we're smart enough to follow some simple suggestions that have obviously been successful for other people. Smart is recognizing you have limitations, understanding those limitations, and learning how to work around them so you can still achieve what you want with less drama and headaches. When it came time for me to get sober, I knew I was clueless. So I followed the suggestions. I didn't have any ego about it. I didn't think I was better than. I didn't think I was smarter than. I didn't think those suggestions didn't apply to me because I was so much cooler than everyone else. I left my ego at the door and I didn't quit. This is what I want you to think about as we are moving into this holiday season. And I want you to get clear on not talking yourself out of the commitment you've made. Don't let yourself quit or give up when it feels a little overwhelming or uncomfortable. And when this episode airs, Thanksgiving in the States will be tomorrow. So Thanksgiving in the States, like that's the day that we go full gear into holiday season. And it gets stressful. And I'm sure plenty of people are a little stressed out about all the family stuff and maybe families in town and maybe you're having the dinner at your house. 
Or maybe you're going out of town for the holiday and it's a lot of stress. We're out of our routine. It's uncomfortable. If it's your first holiday sober, you don't know what to say to anybody. You don't know what it's going to be like. Nobody's going to expect you to not be drinking because they're used to you drinking. Like there's a lot to think about. But don't quit. Don't tell yourself that old story about how you always quit and give up. You can start over again tomorrow or you can start over again after the holidays. Just because you've quit or given up in the past doesn't mean you have to do the same thing today. Today may be the day that your story changes. And I'll tell you, I had a a very pivotal moment that I will remember the rest of my life that was a moment when my story changed. And it was a guy that, it wasn't even a super close friend. It was somebody that came in, he was a regular in the bar where I worked. You know, I was a bartender for a hundred years. And he came into my bar and he was a great guy. And he sat at the bar and we would chit chat the whole time. And he was awesome. And this is when I had decided to go to college. And if you don't know that story, I will be brief in this, but I literally woke up one day, I was 37, so 37, so I was four years sober, and I woke up one morning and I was like, oh my gosh, what the heck am I doing? I don't want to be a bartender the rest of my life. I have to figure out what to do with my life. I have no skills. Bartending, working in bars is all I've ever done. I have no education. I have no retirement. Like I'm unemployable, and what the heck am I going to do? And then I thought, well, they say that you make more money if you go to college. So maybe I'll go to college. You guys, I had never considered going to college my whole life. So it literally was a day. (laughs) And I decided I would try to go to college. I didn't even know what I was going to go to college for. But that was my thing. So I applied online and then it came to paying for it. And I was like, oh, crap, like I don't have tens of thousands of dollars to pay for college. And then there's this federal student aid, right, financial aid. And all of this stuff is super overwhelming and super confusing. So I'm talking to the guy at my bar one day, and I'm talking about how overwhelming it is, and I don't know what the heck to do, and I don't have tens of thousands of dollars to pay for college. And he looked at me and he goes, yeah, but you know what the good thing about you is? He goes, you'll figure it out. And I was stunned because that was the story he had about me. That was not the story I had about me. I had not been the person that figured it out before. And that one simple sentence from him and that he viewed me that way, it completely changed my story about myself. I had never thought about myself as someone who would figure it out no matter what. I never thought that I had that courage or strength or tenacity because prior I hadn't had any of those things, right? I was scared of everything. I 
isolated because I was so fearful of everything. I was scared to make a fool of myself. I was scared people wouldn't like me. I was scared I would F everything up. You know, I had never been a person that had courage and would figure things out. But when he said that to me, it changed my story about myself. And right now, you can change the story about yourself too. You don't have to quit on your goal. You don't have to give up on your goal because it gets challenging or uncomfortable. You can start a new story for yourself. And just for you, I have this plan that I mapped out. It's a stay sober plan. And I want to run through it quickly Because if you're really serious about staying sober through the holidays, this is a perfect little checklist. You can follow these simple suggestions and protect your sobriety. And when this episode comes out, it'll be the day after I just did the holiday plan workshop. And I used this same plan for that workshop. And if you were there, I'm sure we had a great time. And thank you for showing up with me. (laughs) So here it is. This is the Stay Sober plan. So you can create a new story for yourself of not giving up and not quitting on your goals, okay? If you want a copy of this, I will put it in the Facebook group. So if you aren't there, get there facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash addiction unlimited and I will post this plan in there that's where you will find it stay sober plan first things first I always say have an ally okay have an ally find the other people who are not drinking people at your gathering and hang out with those people literally it can be that simple The thing I really love to do is I got to have some of my friends on text, right? Like I've got to be texting with people, with my sober people, where we can be funny. We can send pictures to each other of funny stuff like, oh my gosh, you will not believe what just happened. Look what my niece just did. She's hilarious, whatever. Like a couple years ago, I'm telling you, my stepfather came out and he was wearing the craziest Christmas sweater I've ever seen in my life. And it was so ridiculous. And I snapped a picture of that thing. And I sure did share it with my friends. I was like, this is what I'm being subjected to today. And we all get a good laugh, right? Have your allies in place. Next one, know your triggers. If you know what things are going to trigger you, don't put yourself in the situation. Okay. And something I talk about a lot if there are certain people that are going to be triggering for you, like say your hellos and maybe keep a little distance from them. If you know that after hour three or four, the drinking people are starting to get a little bit silly and you know that's going to trigger you, then leave before it gets to that time, right? Know your triggers and protect yourself. Next one is no FOMO. FOMO is fear of missing out. No FOMO. The only thing you're missing out on is public humiliation and a hangover. Okay? (laughs) Don't build it up in your head like you're really missing out on this great party and bonding with the drinking people because it's not true. The only thing you're missing out on is a hangover. Feel good about that. The next one, don't test yourself. 
Don't put yourself in situations you know will be hard. Like I know back in the day, like the drinking people at one of my family gatherings, the drinking and smoking people all hung out in the garage, right? So if I was still, if that was still the situation, as a sober person, I'm not going to go hang out in the garage. It doesn't make any sense. Don't test yourself. There's no reason to, especially if you're early in sobriety. It's ridiculous. Don't test yourself. Next, stay busy. Do anything. This is a great opportunity to be of service. Help out, clean up, clear the tables, take out the garbage, whatever the thing is. Stay busy, be involved, again, with the people who aren't drinking, right? For me, it's kids. I play with the kids all the time. I love playing with my niece and nephews. So stay busy. Keep yourself distracted. Last one be grateful. Always grateful. Be grateful you're in your right mind and not making bad choices. Look around the room and think about all the things that you can be grateful for. You know, here's a a quick checklist that I always think about, especially when my anxiety is out of whack and I'm feeling crazy. This is how I get myself back in check. Like, what are three things I can see right now that I'm grateful for? What are three things I can hear right now that I'm grateful for? What are three things I can touch right now that I'm grateful for? Be grateful that you're where you are, that you're with your family, you love them, they love you, you get this time. Be grateful that you can leave early if necessary, right? Get in that attitude of gratitude. All right? I know we went through those really quickly. I'll run, just recap. Have an ally, know your triggers, no FOMO, don't test yourself, stay busy, be grateful. And again, I will post this sheet in the Facebook group. So jump in there. You're going to want to get in there anyway and make sure you're on the email list so you can be a part of this gift guide extravaganza. And (laughs) I will be announcing it, of course, on the next several podcasts. And I hope everybody will share it because I'm really proud of it. And these are some really fantastic gifts that I've put on this list. And it's creative. It's not just the same old stuff. And it's really to fit any lifestyle. So get in the Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash addiction unlimited. I love you guys. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. I hope your holiday is freaking amazing. Do not quit on yourself. Stay connected in the Facebook group if that helps, okay? We're all going to be there. We're all going through the same stuff. I hope you're having a fantastic day and I will see you next week. You've reached the end of another great episode of the Addiction Unlimited podcast. Candid and honest conversation about addiction and recovery. Be sure to visit us at addictionunlimited.com to join the conversation and access show notes and links to everything we talked about. Love this episode? Please take 30 seconds to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes to help us improve and give you the information you want. Thanks for listening. See you next week.